you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Around the NFL podcast has stronger backs than Tiger Woods. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, coming to you from a room filled with heroes: Mark Sessler, Colleen Wolf, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, men and women? Hey, hey, what's up? Not bad. Yeah, I got nervous there. I'm like, Wes isn't here. Do I step in? I haven't been here in a while. You're in his seat. You need to fulfill all of his roles. I think you nailed it. I mean, right out of the gate. That's that's what I was hoping for. You need some big words. Big words. Some uh, folksy (laughs) wisdom. I'm uh, on it. Start get fired up at some point. Start yelling about something. Okay. I can definitely do that. At some point. Actually, you know what? Some good life lessons. How long have we all known each other now? Six, seven years? Something like that? About that, yeah. We're all friends. I've seen you annoyed. I've seen you <laughs> angry, but I've never heard you raise your voice. But, really? Yeah, but like, but legitimately, like angry, like yelling the and mad. The history is very rich here. <laughs> now, if I had Gonzo next to me right now and I said, Gonzo, is that something that happens inside? John Ronald Gonzalez, born March 12, 1977, is an American sports writer who is married to NFL media broadcaster Colleen Wolf. John, who's a Pisces, resides in Los Angeles with his wife and two dogs. Uh,. Is it possible that John would say, oh, yeah, that's something that happens quite a bit? It takes a lot for me to get to oh, that yeah. level, but once once I get to that level, mm. it's it's rough. I've learned, though, I've learned to kind of, like, de-escalate things because I don't like to get that. When's angry. the last time he witnessed you in that state? <sighs> I don't know. It's been a while. I mean, I usually, I usually yell about work and stuff like that, so I get home, and yeah. that's when everybody, that's but when the real me like, comes yeah, out. You don't seem like someone to be raised. It's not, there's not a lot of stuff I get really angry about. You think John's afraid of you? No. What? That's the weirdest question ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about that um, little, uh, Erica, the little game you did with us for Instagram where you asked us a bunch of questions? Yeah, for sure. And then Colleen said she would rather be 
uh, famous than rich. Right. Yep. And then I and then I immediately said, no, I want to take that back. I want to change my answer. I didn't think it through. I would rather be rich than. Yeah, famous. but that just shows your like gut feeling like that was just yeah but i got answer. nervous when you were asking me these questions i'm not a good test taker this is going to be on the instagram around the nfl handle <laughs> yes the atn podcast. don't miss it valentine's day i already video. hate it i already want to sabotage this <laughs> and somehow delete my clip dan's clip is you know as close to a horror movie as we're ever gonna fape so just enjoy that it was a little bit off-putting even i have to say that uh Colleen, great to have you here. I started watching All or Nothing, the new Ooh. Eagles season. So far, a little underwhelmed, two and a half episodes in, but you have popped up a couple times. Really? Well, yeah, on like the Thursday night football dais and whatnot, but I'm oh. waiting for like a Connie oh. somewhere on the scene, uh, maybe a flashback to the Super Bowl parade, and there's some Cardi B rapping going on. None of that yet. Okay. I, I haven't seen it yet either. Do you so. get royalties for – I mean, because I would say, why, is, why no cutaways to our show? We discussed the Eagles for probably 25 hours this season. No cutaways, nothing. Yeah. We haven't got all or nothing. Yet. More like nothing. I know Mike Garofolo was angry too because uh, I don't think he made an appearance mm. in it. So tough sitch. covered them the whole tough year, sitch yeah. in the big spot. And speaking of Connie Fox being with us, um, really on a whim, I decided last night to launch a new contest. It's the Connie Fox theme song sweepstakes, what? <laughs> where I'm calling upon all of you listeners out there to submit. A 30 seconds or less theme song jingle uh, for Colleen. And, you know, have you... This is a thing? Yeah, this is a real thing. <laughs> I have set it up at Gmail, the ATN podcast at Gmail. Send in your submissions. And if um, if, you, if you're if you selected as the winner, Erica, what do they get? There's plenty of stuff that you could win. Picture yourself on an island with the breeze, with the one and only Colleen Wolf. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a vacation out of this. Bringing too? you my ties. In Wait, coconuts. with the winner of the contest. Are you working? <laughs> You're serving the winner. Yes. And uh, we'll put it on the Instagram. We'll play it live, and all 25 listeners of the ATN podcast will hear it. <laughs> the ATN podcast at gmail.com. Connie. Fox theme song sweepstakes. Wow us. You be creative. Uh, again, again, brevity is important here. Yeah. Can we put a limit on maybe 30 seconds or less? I already said that. Oh, you the, did. That very the exact round. Like-minded. Yeah. Okay. Uh, qualification, 30 seconds okay, or good. less. Intro. Theme, less is good. And uh, the winner, I'm sure it will become a staple of the show. So you will become a part of the history of this show. And the history is indeed. Very rich. And, and Colleen will serve you drinks on an island what made you think of this i don't know it just it just popped in my head when who's paying for the people to get to the island all that stuff is a little fire festy i'm not sure if any of that's happening but one thing i could tell you is definitely happening catalina island maybe (laughs) is that uh you will be a part of the show and you'll get a shout out and maybe some maybe we could wrestle up some merch with a shadowy league figure and colleen will love this and you the listener the, and the composer will be tied together mm. forever. Did you think about this when you guys ran into me in the airport in Miami? Oh. Was that was it that morning? You were stumbling uh, around <laughs> the were Indianapolis mess. airport. <laughs> you had missed your flight. <sighs> um, you looked a mess. lost and disappointed to see me, frankly. I uh, still had my makeup on from the day before when I was doing the show. And you were just sort of like so. walking aimlessly uh, until you found Rob Ryan to have a have a drink with. It was yes, a bit, it was like you the, had missed your flight at that point. The successful 
a professional broadcaster version of the Walk of Shame. It, what it you were truly doing. was. You were in your show makeup uh, and just wandering around a, a strange airport because you couldn't get to your initial flight. How many times have I told you they got to get to that? That was, the fir- that was the first flight I missed all year. And then I passed out on some like rapper's shoulder on the plane on the way we, uh, to <laughs> some rapper. Miami. Yeah. I mean, well, who is the rapper? Come on. I don't know. He was talking about how he had to go to the studio. He was a very large person, and I he was wearing a soft jacket, and I was in a bad place. <laughs> so I, I mean, like, here, here took a nap. So Colleen's sleeping on Rick Ross, and she doesn't even know it. <laughs> So anyway, Connie uh, Fox theme song sweepstakes, the ATN podcast at Gmail. Send your submissions in there and we are off. OK, here we go. Today's show. Valentine's Day is tomorrow. What a joke. I mean, can we please? Yeah. With the Valentine's Day, we're all grown ups here. Handled it last Not night. Done. That's the way to go. We went out for Valentine's Day last night to avoid the L.A. madness, the snarl. Smart. That is good. I mean, have family coming in, too. So there was no way I could have checked that box. We don't know. even do the holiday. I don't even think we celebrate it. Maybe that's a little sad. Kid, Maybe we need like to it, reconnect the on that. Kids like it. The kids do like yeah. it. We go to the movies. You do nothing. I, I find that if you, you do nothing, they- everyone says they want. No, no, don't. Please don't worry about it. But if you literally do nothing, I sometimes sense some psychic reverb to that. Just to literally do nothing at all on Valentine's Day I mean, for your significant other. Nothing will be done for me. But yeah. I'm saying the other. The other she way. doesn't care, and I don't care. Yeah. All right. And we're not going anywhere. Let's face it. I mean, we're locked in. We're in a long-term deal with no outs. Maybe check out Parasite. That seems like a good Valentine's Day movie. (laughs) Anyway, with Valentine's Day upon us, NFL couples who need a divorce. Ouch. So much for (laughs) long-term commitment. commitment. Uh, And before we do that, let's do some news. I'm Lakeisha Westland, and this is the... Beautiful, intelligent, funny. Ooh, keep one going. Of, one keep of the most badass women working in sports today. <laughs> Colleen Wolf, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, everybody. Okay, I'll take it. What is it? I, you guys just torture me when I come on. Like, that's what this has turned into. <laughs> I do like when Colleen goes, really Erica. goes into the newsy voice. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Wait, was that the one? Oh, Didn't you no. and Lakeisha tape an episode where it was decided to... It lost episode of Uncourt. A too hot for uh, public consumption? Yeah, it was a little too much. Got a little too loose. Yeah, uh, we had to nix that. We've uh, done that on the Throwback Podcast. Uncorked. Mm-hmm. Episodes have disappeared. Uncorked Mark, you were on an too early before yeah. her taping. We uncorked too many, yeah. yeah. I don't actually blame myself for that lost episode. I, no, that was, was not on you. Definitely more on other. That was on me. You guys have a lost episode. Uh, the Throwback Podcast has multiple lost episodes because the conceit of the show is to listen to music and drink, and sometimes that has devastating uh, effects. <laughs> this on was the a broadcast. A, this was Coldplay, or no? This was Counting Crows. It was August and everything after by the Counting Crows. I, mean, I did immense uh, notes and homework, did all this preparation, and c- couldn't have been prouder of the episode. It will never be heard by a human. <laughs> I mean, we started singing Akinelli, so that probably should have been lost. I mean, well. Akinelli, classic. And and shout out to Lakeisha. You, you Akinelli Wesley. fans out there know what song she's talking about. <laughs> oh, that one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce her name? Um, Hits. Shout out. Hits. Wait, the but I only know the girl part. Forget about the guy part uh, in that song. I don't know. Are we talking about the same song? Yeah, I don't. Are we talking? You'll cut this one out. On that one. That's a woman singing. <laughs> Is it? And then the other guy We're comes so in like growling. Rim. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> oh, Lakeisha's show uncorked. Check it. Check it out on YouTube. Great show. And uh, that that episode with Colleen has a ass load of views. So good job. Wow. Cool. Keish. All right, let's get into it. 
The NFL has reinstated Miles Garrett after an indefinite suspension. Of course, the Browns' defensive end is back. Uh, this came shortly after Garrett met with Commissioner Roger Goodell. He had been indefinitely suspended by the NFL since Week 10 for the incident against the Steelers on Thursday Night Football where he clocked Pittsburgh quarterback Mason Rudolph in the head with a helmet. Obviously a devastating uh, setback for the Browns' season. They lost arguably their best player, and Garrett's reputation was upended. And, Mark, now he's back, and you assume he'll be smart here and you'll never have to hear about anything like this again. Uh, but it does. It is another sordid chapter in Brown's history. When you look back, everything about Garrett, who who had blown up into a, a superstar, and then it just all went away, and now he can move on. You were there, Colleen, at that game when it happened, and, and it just evolved into utter chaos. And the there were no end to the hot takes coming out of that game, as there should have been. I the, my one takeaway: I never thought that he would be suspended going into next season. I think that there was this was a clean end of the year suspension. Then you break it, and you give him a new chance, but. If I had to pick one player on the Browns that this would not have happened to, it would have been Miles Garrett. I know that even earlier in the year on that Monday night game against the Jets, he had some moves that delved into, I think, ultraviolence. He was playing a little dirty in He was. Yep. I think he was pushing he's had very hard. had a personal fouls his whole career, right? He has, but I, but that this 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 event is just something I not I would never have. Miles Garrett also weeks before was in Cleveland at a dog park where a so-called Browns fan came up and just punched him through the window of his car. Miles Garrett did nothing, no retaliation, and Smart. he's he's never been someone that yeah. you would peg as like the violent, dirty player. And that's what always threw me about this. And I think the Browns season went off an absolute cliff from that point on, if it was already heading in that direction. But you were there. I don't know. I took it to be one of the most chaotic scenes of the uh, of the last 10 years. It was, know. for sure. I mean, for us, we were on the field. We were just about to start bringing out the entire set for the TNF postgame. And we were going over different storylines of things we wanted to talk about. And that was one game where I had taken notes the entire game. And I was, mm. like, so proud like of, like, pro. how organized I was. And I was like, ooh, I can go in, like, any direction right now. And then all of a sudden... We just, everything broke out into complete chaos, and it was on the other side of the field from where we were standing, and they weren't replaying it at all in the stadium. So mm. we had no idea what was going on, and all we could hear were Joe Buck and Troy Aikman like, oh, wow, look at that. We were like, what? Look at what? What's happening right now? It was complete and utter chaos, and like you said, when you think about Miles Garrett, it just seemed so out of character from the narrative that we had all kind of heard about him before, how he was super thoughtful and he's into poetry and he's super, I don't know, introspective. And then to kind of have him have that meltdown, I just feel like what he's done to his own reputation is a punishment of itself that, I mean, I don't think any punishment levied upon him would be greater than what he's done to his own reputation. I think this was done... Well, I think the NFL handled this well. I remember they when it happened, the pearl clutching afterwards, people saying you should be charged with a crime and thrown into jail, and it was all like a little bit over the top. But at the end of the day, the six-game suspension, a reputation that is essentially ruined, that he has to you know work to get back, and uh, the fine missing the game action, it cost him over a million bucks. So... Don't do it again. And the lucky thing is he didn't, you know, maim for him and Mason. Right. You know, very easily that that was another potential outcome if the swing had just been a little different or random where it would have been way more serious. Doesn't like thinking about nights like that where you were working, Colleen, and 
in the season, and it was crazy. Almost like now that we're a week and a half into the offseason, it almost seems like it like makes me shudder to like think about how about shudder again. In what sense? <laughs> just like like it like you know. S H U D D E R. Like uh, just like thinking about the madness of the season, it just feels so. Like I've let go of that, uh, and now it just feels. It almost seems like a nightmare. I don't want to think of it. Not a nightmare, but like <laughs> Greg really Greg, like, are you uh, okay? revealing things right now. No, I've been. I can't to- like think back to the season. You have to sort of trick yourself into not thinking about it. I've been trying to like deprogram myself for the past. I don't know, week, two weeks since after Super Bowl. It feels like the those first couple days afterwards. I felt like I should be doing all sorts of stuff, but there was nothing to do. One thing that helped us from the, you know, the, the madness of the Super Bowl was observing 95% of the game behind um, soundproof glass windows where I have no audible memory of the Super Bowl at all. I don't I don't understand what room we were in. It made no sense to me. And I need to go back and watch it on television for even one second of memory. Well, you have, you could do that. Not feeling, not feeling compelled to Haven't yet. done it yet. Okay. Uh, let's move on. The Bengals are willing to work with Andy Dalton on a trade uh, with Cincinnati holding the number one pick in April's draft. By the way, night one of the draft, April 23rd. 2020, my 40th birthday. Whoa, in Vegas? I don't know. We haven't oh, been invited to Vegas to cut, or invited to the draft uh, in several years. I don't know if it happens this it, year it, there's, there's talk about it. Um, there's, I think, a battle between shadowy league figures. And uh, the one that's in charge of the podcast department, I think, is pushing for us to go. And there's some shadowy pushback. At least someone's battling for us. So let's let's make that happen. I think it's so close too. You are you're so hyper connected, Connie. That if this happens, mm-hmm. I would I would be counting on you. And and we need uh, Mark's wife Simone, who shares the same birthday and birth year as me, also to be in town. You have to set up the the club and the bottle service. Oh, I got you. I got you. You gotta get I got it. I got connections now. I know you do. This is great. Uh, anyway, the draft is April twenty third. Ricky's just shaking her head. No. Two thousand what? <laughs> He's my connection. Why? Do you find it would be almost <laughs> hypocritical to have like a club birthday party? I have like Calvin Harris what there, Tiesto. <laughs> I don't think – no, I I was the one that was like, we should go to Vegas for your birthday even if we're not working the draft. Like it's your 40th. <laughs> I think we should – totally should. I was shaking my head at the fact that you think Colleen's going to like hook it up because as soon as the party time comes around, she stops answering and then Instagram stories <gasps> herself on a Oh, thought. wow. Wow. Okay. Oh, that got wow. – I mean – I'm still upset. I mean, Ricky, just take just take the L, you know. Yeah, it's okay. There was a yacht. There was a yacht that uh, was involved. I had never been on a yacht. Yeah. At least you haven't filed this complaint on all social media platforms and now on microphone. (laughs) Yes, it's I've seen this multiple times. Yeah, yeah. It was also a dinner that was set up for months in advance. Take that L, you know. It's it's fine. Try to improve yourself. uh, Put yourself in a better situation for next time. Ouch. Thanks, Jeez. Wow. The fatherly advice you weren't asking for. All right. Great. Oh, I love you, Ricky. Bengals uh, are going to take Joe Burrow number one. I don't know anything about you know how these draft boards are, are heading, but that one feels like it's going to happen. And that means Andy Dalton is out of a starting job. He already lost his job once during the season last year. But here is uh, the information we have here. Um, rap sheet reported on NFL Now. One thing that is very clear is how highly the Bengals organization thinks of Andy Dalton off the field, on the field, in the locker room, how he handled last year and everything. My understanding is, according to someone briefed of the team's plans, they're going to work with Andy Dalton to facilitate a trade out of Cincinnati when the time is right. Greg, uh, we talked about it on our most recent show. 
that the Bears jump out as a team that would maybe make sense for Dalton. He seems like a guy with his track record, his age, uh, what he flashed uh, when given a chance down the stretch, that he has a chance to compete for a starting job or deserves that right, right? I don't think he deserves – I don't think there's enough opportunities, and I don't think he's anyone's first choice. And there's not that many open spots that – Yeah, let's talk about that. Where could he go to, to – To me, the only way that, that he could be traded, because I don't think he's going to be very many you know, teams' first choice – is a, a place where he would be willing, like Ryan Tannehill, to take a big uh, take a pay cut, and that way pick the the place he's going and get it out of the way early. Now Chicago, I think, that could, reestablishes value. Yeah, and Chicago, I think, could work for that if he kind of looked like Tannehill at Chicago and said, "That's a place where I could have some success uh, if I get the job eventually," and that the Trubisky could blow it. That that could make sense. But unless he's willing to take, I think he's making thirteen or fourteen million now. I don't think anyone's going to be like raising their hands to trade for Andy Dalton, like to kick off this offseason. Well, I think it's like the seventh domino. I mean, they need right, to see exactly. where all these other, you know, we're going to talk about them endlessly between now and March, whatever, where where Brady goes and, uh, you know, the rest of these clowns. And, you know, Ouch. Dalton fits into the team that doesn't get any of these people. And it could be the Chargers. It could be. Or it could be the Raiders. I know? mean, like if a team like the Raiders, you know, Jay What Gruden, about the Bucks? Jay Gruden loved, um, mm-hmm. you know, Dalton. Bucks makes some sense. Mm-hmm. It could be Jacksonville if they if they get rid of Nick Foles. You know, Jay Gruden's there. John Gruden's in Vegas. I, I think he could have options, but it gets tricky when it comes to a trade because, the Tannehill thing was basically a dump. They got nothing for him, and he chose to take a pretty big pay cut. So I don't know if Dalton's going to want to do that. Uh, I, I'm just writing down teams that could be destinations. Chicago, Chargers, Jacksonville, Carolina, Tampa, Oakland. New England. If New Brady England. if Brady went elsewhere, I like he, he's mm-hmm. been linked to New England through people kind of just speculating. I, I checked in on that because I was like, people hit me up on it. And it, apparently it, no one's reported anything. I think Peter King threw it out as a, I would guess Andy Dalton would be one of the last people that the Patriots would ever want. I feel like they are going to want, you know, like a, a rookie or just stay. What's the point of Andy Dalton? Colts, too. Perhaps that could, that could work. I like, too, that there's all sorts of headlines that are like, well, the Bengals aren't going to put Andy Dalton in a bad spot. Like, he's going to have a say in where he goes. But it's like, I mean, no we'll no disrespect, but like, I mean, any I feel like anywhere is a better spot for him right now. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> he, he does kind of control it because of the contract, though. Like, assuming he could just say, no, I'm not going to renegotiate to go to Jacksonville if he didn't want to go there for some reason. And then it wouldn't happen. He is due $17 million this season. So, yeah, that's not happening unless he changes it. Mm -hmm. In other veteran quarterback news, a report from WDIV-TV in Detroit, Red Flag, uh, came out this week that Matthew Stafford was on the block in Detroit. and came out about like a day after our last show where we raised it as just a fantasy. uh, And the Lions, obviously... uh, you know, they try to get in front of this because general manager Bob Quinn wrote a text message to Dave Burkett of the Detroit Free Press uh, that the report is, quote, 100 percent false. I, I said it that way because the text had two exclamation points. And that's the only way to read that. Like, how would here, Colleen? Two exclamation points. One is a it? lot, too. I would read that as a broadcaster. 100 percent false. No, it's that's too More serious. Mark, I you. think that. I can't top that. That was 100% false. <laughs> it helps Greg? to look at it. 
100% false. That Greg, <laughs> Greg <Mouse>? has one. <laughs> Ricky? Sorry, the board's so long, i got to walk to the other end of it. I would say... Go ahead. 100% false. That's it. Oh. That's the winner. Ding, 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 ding. Well done. Someone's been going newer improv classes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I... I'm going to... Sorry, this is... You're still upset about the no, boat, no, no, the this, boat this stuff. Is, no, this is the it. best... Like people make decisions. You Greg, know, they, shut they, up. They, they make, they, this they is make rankings Greg, but they like shut better. up. And then they... No. You're so annoying. Okay, listen. <laughs> Connie pulled the best prank of ever on me. She and I were texting back and forth. We're going to take the same improv class. And then I was like, okay, here I go. I'm going to pay the $500. I'm going to sign up. I'm going to sign up. Blah, 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 blah. And then went radio silent. And now I'm in this improv class. And she didn't sign up for it. You were going to take it anyway. Also, it was. How much did it cost? First of all, $500. a terrible relationship. First of all, I told her that (laughs) you take 201. And I, it's been four years since I took 101. I had to get special clearance. But I was like, are you sure I should do this? This is the date. This is the, yeah, 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 blah, blah, going back and forth. And then I'm like, here I go. And I literally sent four (laughs) texts. Like, I'm I'm literally putting my credit card in. Here I go. And I was like, I'm just going to make a sandwich. (laughs) Your guys' friendship feels like a minefield. Like, I don't see any, you know. But that's how. Positive. That's how I show love. Keeping so. people at a distance. That's <laughs> making promises. I love Ricky. Uh, but just so it's known, and uh, Mike Florio PFT pointed this out in a post today. The reporter from WDIV in Detroit is Bernie Smilovitz, real name, and uh, it. Uh, the lines don't know Smilovitz. Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia don't know Smilovitz. He's not a regular at team press conferences or locker room availability. Uh, he also didn't see comment from the Lions before publishing the story, which isn't to say that this is not false. Smilovitz might have nailed it. We don't know. But, you know, Big Bernie, maybe, maybe not, uh, that this is a story to take seriously. But oh. um, the Lions uh, say, no, we're not looking to move on from Stafford. He's a top 10 quarterback. So is this a Russian bot is what you're getting at? I don't know, man. They, they're coming, you know, after the report so hard that you, you tend to believe them. But they also sort of have to because they can't get caught in a spot where – you know, Stafford is upset. You know, his wife already commented on it and, you know, was upset about it. So you have to, you know, put this rumor to bed. And our reporters, Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofolo, also said very strongly this is not going to happen, which you would tend to believe because just because of the cap implications. They Immense would, cap. $30 million, right? They would have a $32 million on their cap of dead money, and actually their cap would go up. You know, they would have $10 million less in cap space just to get rid of him this year. And I don't think there's any way around that. So that I, I like the idea. Like to me, it made some sense that if you, if you fell in love with Tua, you would do this, but financially, you know, maybe it wouldn't make sense. Well, so I, I automatically, I, I did a sandwich wager with these guys in the last show when we were doing a quarterback carousel, not a wheel and uh, suggested that Stafford could wind up with the chargers. That is before I actually, did the requisite homework of looking at that cap hit, which I've automatically lost that wager. But I would ask this question. If the cap hit were much more manageable, would you buy that they would move on from Stafford? Because a lot of Lions fans are saying, no, they're all, it's like there's so much pressure on Patricia that they have to keep him this year. It's like, wait a minute, you can buy yourself tons of time as a new coach if you go get to uh, or fill in the blank rookie and he shines. I just think you're in a situation with the number three pick where there might be two really great quarterbacks in this draft that you can't expect to be in uh, more than once every other decade and that of co- that you would have to consider drafting Tua 
I mean that it would be it'd be crazy not to. And yeah, you could trade that spot, but like, why would you not consider that? And you could keep them both next year, maybe if you really wanted to get crazy. I mean, wasn't he having a he was having a really good season though, before he got hurt with Daryl Bevel there? It, wait, so Dan, you think it's crazy just because Matthew you're, you're going to get three more years? Of I think it's Stafford? really really hard to find a true franchise quarterback, and the Lions did that with Stafford, and all their their lack of success over the last decade. I don't put that on him. I put it I don't on either. inability I don't either, but- to properly team build around him. And now what you have, to me, is a golden opportunity. You have a quarterback who is play- was playing very well before he got hurt, and that was the first time he's been hurt in eight years. Uh, and you have a chance to continue to progress on offense and then use that number uh, three pick as a potential huge leverage point for one of these teams that do desperately need a quarterback, and you could rebuild your defense on the fly with a massive draft or two, and then all of a sudden you're in business in there, that division. There's a strong argument for that. I mean, I, that, that's that's, all. That's that kind feels of how logical, I see but I would say there also is another world where if you fall in love with Tua to such a degree that you feel he's one of these, and, he, and a lot of people do, a new wave quarterback, quarterback of the future, NFL of the future, right. and you are married to him as an organization, that you are, do you want to be the team that's stuck with the veteran in two years from now? Like the Lions, they were finally up at number three. They weren't seven and nine or eight and eight, stuck at pick 14. Right. If you think he's you the know, next Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, even like J- John Lynch kind of gets out of it. Like he drafted Solomon Thomas over a quarterback in that in that draft. And it's like you only have so many chances with guys that high. And maybe this is all, you know, you know, nonsense because Tua isn't going to be that guy or whatever, but you at, you at least have to kind of examine it. Let's get Bernie Smilovitz in the studio on Monday <laughs> if possible, Ricky. Actually Tuesday. Not- I, I don't know if that's going to be possible. I'm sure he is very busy. Smilovitz. Bernie Smilovitz. <laughs> breaking that. news. It's such a good name. More quarterback talk. David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, still mum on the subject of Cam Newton and his future. He said after a charity event that nothing has been decided on the former MVP. It all hinges on his health. Here's a quote via The Athletic. I've said again and again and again about this. It's a question of how healthy he is, foot and otherwise. And that's still number the number one overwhelming thing to see how healthy he is and how we can figure out when he's healthy or not. Everything comes from that. Uh, there was a report maybe a week or so ago that the the Panthers wanted to at least get a look of, at Newton uh, before they made any decisions. So this all seems like at this point, how much more speculating needs to be done on this topic uh, that they do. I believe they're sincere that they want to see how he's throwing the ball, how he's moving uh, before deciding whether they want to turn the page on the franchise. Could be all smoke and just they're already ready to move on. But I'm kind of just going to take them at their word and not personally stress out about this anymore. I mean, I feel like... T- not that I was, but... If, if, yeah, you're losing <laughs> sleep over it right now. If they're going to move on, though, from him, like this is the perfect time to do it. This is the perfect time for them to hit the reset button with a new head coach, with him, with Cam Newton, dealing with all of the things that he dealt with last year. I mean, th- this there isn't a better opportunity for them to move on and look okay doing it. I, I right saw now. this quote, and I just thought, he gone. I read totally into it. Like, I... To me, they're they're far along in their decision and talk, you know talking about it, and the owner's not making any commitment to Cam Newton, and Ian and Mike, I you know have kind of noticed the tone in their talk on TV where they think he's gone. I, I was like, he's gone. 
I think he's he's probably gone. It might get complicated because if he is hurt, but he they're there a month after this new regime has taken over, and the owners like kind of saying, eh, maybe I don't know, you know. I'm with you because he's in the world of franchise quarterback, and if this were another franchise quarterback in another organization right. healing, and this is someone that you wanted to keep for the next four or five years, there'd be no there'd be right. no kind of mixed message. It's just very lukewarm, and I think that's lukewarm is probably negative if you're that player. And it probably about. makes it easier, too, for them to see that other organizations are moving on from their franchise quarterbacks. So, Well, they're in a spot, too, where, like all these other teams, they it's not like they're going to just – I don't know if they'd cut him. So they have to see what they could get for him, and there might be a, a price where – and what a lack of options out there where they just say, okay, we'll, we'll give it another year, but that, but that they're open to getting rid of I understand the clean aspect of – the narrative and the idea of I'm the new owner. I now have my head coach. Now I want my new quarterback. I just would be a little careful about writing off Cam Newton. And just because it's time for a change in our organization, that means start over at quarterback too. Would I be surprised at all if Cam Newton got his health back and was an impact player for another few years in the league? I wouldn't be. I just think this is a maybe a, a dangerous move. Now, they know more about... He, like Stafford, he was playing very well before his injury. Like, when he's been on the field the last couple of years, he's played well. They, more than, they know more than we do, I would assume, the Panthers, about the long-term health and the shoulder and the, and the prognosis and the foot, which I imagine is something he'll be able to get back from. But, I don't know, this one feels like a danger move to, to get back into the QB Derby and just hope you could find another guy. Because sometimes, as Mark, you and I know all too well, it could take decades. You could be wandering the desert. I don't care how good your draft pick is or how much you fall in love with somebody. A lot of these things don't work out. You have a guy that's won an MVP that has shown it, and he's not that old. I know he's been beat up. It just well, so if you're, change for change's sake is a little on my right. Radar. And new new owner, new coaching staff. But if you rip Cam Newton out of the Panthers' locker room, what are you telling the rest of your roster if you don't have a clear answer to replace him? I mean, that's the kind of move that can divide a locker room in April. Meanwhile, on the throne of Sleaze, Nick Casario and the Patriots agree to a contract extension. Remember, uh, this is the same Casario who's been there for a while. The Texans wanted to, uh, to grab him and pull him away from the organization. That stalled out. There was some drama there. Uh, but Casario now will remain with the Pats. And, uh, Greg, in a time of transition for this organization, you got Nicky C in the building for the foreseeable future. Problem solved. <laughs> I mean, whenever they keep or don't keep people, it all seems like I, you have no idea what any of these people, Nikki what their C. value is to the Patriots other than Bill Belichick, especially in the front office. Like, I wouldn't be worried if he was gone. So now go get Skarnacki back. Is this, Colleen, you said before the show, there are certain things of this show you're not prepared to talk about. Oh, well, this one, I mean, I think I want to now I've been I think thinking, what are those Nikki things? He's role in what the are those things, He oversees the <laughs> pro and college scouting department. He's in the booth talking to Josh McDaniels. They were college. You're teammates. ready for this. So, I mean, this Ooh. is not one of the ones I was uh, unprepared to talk about. Okay. No one's going to know. <laughs> Finally, Jameis Winston undergoes LASIK eye surgery. Uh, the man who became the founding member of the 3030 club. That's 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. The man who I believe led the league in passing yardage, uh, over 5,100 yards, but a true turnover machine. And now he's undergone eye surgery, which is a, a brilliant move, PR move, as he attempts to get a new contract and, and talk 
I assume uh, he wants the, the Bucks to stay in business with him, potentially in a long-term capacity if everything broke well for him. Uh, but a little reminder, now that we hear this, uh, procedure was done of what Bruce Arians said at his end of season press conference on January 30th. Yeah, he's nearsighted. I mean, he can't read the scoreboard, but he can see the guys in front of him, so he's fine. <laughs> that seems problematic. I just like the whole matter of fact nature in which Arian said that. Almost like he put that out there on purpose because he was so pissed at Winston at the end of the season that he decided to share that info and sling a little arrow. I find it remarkable because there probably isn't a subset of human beings in America that are taken better care of health-wise than NFL players. And either the team has done so little due diligence that they didn't discover this was an issue for Winston until at the end of this season. Or, I mean, why not have this procedure done, A, before the draft or in college, if not when Arians got there and found that out with the guy that he claimed he was going to flip the switch on? Isn't he wearing contacts? No, I don't. I don't know. He said he's nearsighted. That I, the, he had I'm a, nearsighted. I can't see a sign. Right. He had a block away when he I'm had driving. a publicist release a statement that said like he <laughs> you didn't want to count out any options that could possibly help him. That as like presenting that he's being courageous and he's doing everything he can. He's a pro, bro. Yeah, like I think eyesight might matter a little bit for a quarterback. It does. You're not a hero for doing it five years into your career. What is what is going on here? I'll be I mean, with Dan and I'll say like, wait, who is that woman at the end of the driveway? It's like, no, that's David Ely. <laughs> it's like if you go okay, back. Like, I mean, I, you can't see anything. If you go back and look at, you know, his interceptions, sometimes he's catching Luke Keekley in full stride. Like he, he maybe thought that was Cameron Brait. Like he just, yeah, he has no idea true. what's going on out there. I, handled. I see it as a, a nice little deaf PR gambit. What? I think it, it is. makes him look bad. It is it, because it's like. Hey, if you had lingering doubts, if that's something that behind the scenes you've heard about, well, guess what? It's not an issue anymore. Remove one more obstacle if the Bucks are and Jason Light and, and Bruce Arians are hung up on bringing me back. Well, got to get that LASIK it, money, though. You got to be signed up by it, LASIK to be a sponsor. It's a great, it's a great potential storyline, though, for... 2021. Oh, I'm if, so excited if for he's, this to work. If he starts out seven touchdowns, <laughs> like if he's like the MVP of the league next year, he starts out on fire and it's just like, oh yeah, I guess I was just blind the whole time. I, and then it, it proves, LASIK, it proves he was the guy. Of the year. LASIK stock would go through the roof oh, because everyone would talk it. about, it would be the, it would be the major subplot around him. It'd be like every time he had a big game, LASIK. Mariota would just, <laughs> Mariota would just get LASIK surgery. Just everybody, a bunch of pros shouting LASIK. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Anybody, guys with like Luke Falk is going to get perfect. He has perfect vision. He'll get LASIK anyway. People are just smashing glasses. You cannot get LASIK, Connie. Because Why? Because you, a big part of your look now is the glasses. Like you've, you've incorporated that into your image and it would be really. I don't really... wear them on TV though. Oh, is that true? I don't. Well, also, you the... can get glasses that are not, you know, non-prescription. That's, a, that's, that's a old Hollywood trick. That's a La Raville Magnifico. See, I have There's one eye where I'm nearsighted, Magnifico. and then the other eye is astigmatism. So it's a real problem. Yikes! Gross. You're a mess. Yeah, I know. She's a freak. All right, that's what's happening <laughs> in the news. All right, before we get to uh, NFL couples who need a divorce, reminder everybody that a week from Tuesday, I believe it is, uh, we will be at. St. Elmo's Steakhouse. I have a reservation for 12. Mark, you're going to be there? Week from Tuesday? It's that Maybe two weeks? I don't know. Oh my God, it's so close. And uh, right, right. and 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 we're going to have a nice time together. And Greg, 
as Connor points out, because you've hit out at St. Elmo's about the quality. I'm not. You guys, are, the sensitivity to this issue from the two of you reveals more about you than it ever. It's one of those. All right, go <laughs> ahead, Greg. Get that out. Please. It's more about you. No, it's and this is the, it doesn't it doesn't work as well. The catchphrase uh, over a mic, but just picture the image. It's not about the meat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's about the meat. Oh. That's what I try to tell Greg. No one, no one disagrees. M e a t m e e. Oh, I get it. I mean, it's it's well done. And you, Mark, a, a guy who hates food, hates meat products. Not true. I mean, you go there and you have a nice time, right? It's a. I I don't understand this. It's so obvious that there's this like Saint Elmo's backlash now, where it's like it's not really as great as everyone says. It's like. <laughs> I it's fun just to go there. Why? What does it need There's to be? There's no backlash. There is a it's totally every, manufactured it's, it's, joke. It is a total. It's the new take. It's like Saint Elmo's actually isn't that great. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I had a piece of uh, steak stuck in my chest a couple years ago when I went with you guys, but ne- I never told you. I had to go to the stuck bathroom and in yeah, your chest. yeah, it was just like sitting in my. It was chest. lodged. Yeah, different issue. Yeah, Jesus so Christ. I don't I don't get steak there anymore. <laughs> Is that the is that the foods issue or maybe your That's more of a me issue. Yeah, just yeah, wolfed it down. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Tomorrow. How about that? Who needs a divorce? Get us going, Mark. <laughs> I came up with like twenty five of these oh because my God. I think there's a lot of I see highlighter, I see a lot of different Things going You're on. very prepared. I feel I, like this is this is right in your wheelhouse this sec. I some of these are tough because you have to spin negative, and I, I, I don't wish to do that to this person. Uh, but I want to talk to you about the record of this team dating back to 2014 when this person took on their current role in consecutive years: two and 14, six and 10, nine and seven, the high water mark, five and 11, five and 11, seven and nine. You have immense questions at quarterback. We've just covered this. You have a roster that seems to never sort of play up to the talented pieces you think you've acquired in the offseason. The team is up until now, because they are changing their uniforms apparently, Mm. had one of the ugliest uniforms to look at. The general manager is part of that. Jason Light, to me, has outlasted so many disasters in Tampa Bay and a record that I find tough to just sort of back him. I've met him. I think he's a good guy. It's not, I'm not trying to flame the dude at all, but like at some point general managers don't last this long when you look at these records. And I wonder if, you know, they have to take a hard look in the mirror and not just sort of coddle and be overly cozy to their own front office. You need to make a change. Nothing is growing in Tampa Bay. The team is not developed. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their general manager. Oh wow! That you move on to, like you cannot float for a. This is since 2014 for more than half a decade with no identity. A quarterback is, uh, or a team is more than its quarterback. But I will, I'll say that in this case, when you do draft a quarterback number one, it does complicate a conversation like this because, especially one like Winston, who's been so famously up and down. That your team is kind of held hostage for a long period You're of time. The one that drafted yeah. him. I mean, he drafted him, so yes, yeah, so, so he he gets the blame or the credit or whatever the hell we, we want. How about to the, sign ter- to this. the loud, the bad coaches he's hired, the terrible defenses he, they put together? Every I, year? I think that is all fair, and I but I just think in in the case of the Bucks, the Winston has held held the entire franchise hostage in a lot of ways. I don't know if they would have it would have changed anything if. 
if if he would have done a little bit better with the I thought the Arians hire was solid. No, I like the Arians hire. I like hire. the Arians it's, hire. It's the three before that. Right. And also, I mean, we we that a lot. And I'll just say the defense a year ago or yeah, going into last season or maybe it was the year before that, everyone said this is a great defense that he No, last year build. they were good. So 2019, and the they Bucks said that about them good. two years ago too, and they just it didn't come. Again. Now it's listen. Yeah. Has it been all bad? No, it's not been all bad, but it's just that I don't like, and this is this happens in Chicago right now and other places too, where the general manager drafted someone very high at quarterback, and there seems to be a lack of self analysis and a willingness to say. Give me the L on this one. We're going to get a new quarterback. We're four years into this, not six years into Jameis Winston, please. I was even thinking like O.J. Howard and the Bucks too. I mean, there. I feel like there's many, many divorces that they could do within the larger divorce. Right. I thought you were going to, to Winston, which, you know. Well, that seems obvious to me, but. It it does, but I going into the offseason, I think everyone expected Jameis Winston to be back with the Bucks, including, you know, our main reporter, Ian Rappaport. But if... Maybe it's just because of the vacuum of news out there these days, but it, it sure seems like the conventional wisdom is now moving towards maybe they aren't going to bring back Winston. Maybe they will. Uh, maybe uh, Jason Light will actually look at this soberly and, and make a move that Winston might be pretty upset about some of the things that Arian said, you know, at the end of the season where he said so much of it is outright terrible. And right. you got to look behind what's uh, behind door number two. And maybe they're they're a little tired of each other. To your point, Mark, if this is his window right now, if Light wants to say, I can get out from under this guy and get one last shot to get this thing right before they decide that enough time has passed and they can't. It's not going to work with me and them. Uh, this would be his window, or is he going to go down with the Winston ship? It's a big decision to make. Connie. Okay. Well, a lot of times I go to bed in a bad mood when a game ends in a tie. Right. I Screaming think, fit in the in the apartment, the whole thing. Right. I think it's time to the, divorce the tie game in the NFL. Ooh. I mean, there is Love a it. like it. very cheated that I've devoted my time and okay. my energy. And for what? I mean, like, what are we doing here? It's I feel like we have to sort of stop pretending that this is OK. I mean, you look around the other major sports. Baseball doesn't do this to us. Basketball doesn't even hockey. Even hockey doesn't the largest do this st- to us. sport in the world does it quite a lot. I don't want to talk about soccer. All right. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, it feels like a slap in the face when a game ends in a tie. I just like it, it leaves me very unsettled. It feels like the entire game was just a waste of everybody's time. So I would like uh, mm. I would like for the ties to be done with. What do you Yo- propose? Um, I, just overtimes. Just just keep sending it into multiple. It just keeps going into. So not a college overtime type thing. You're just saying keep running the overtime period. So in theory, there's a, there's a scenario where they're out there for, for seven hours straight. They play, all about they that play like safety. three straight. Yeah. I mean, I baseball am. does that and they play six times a week. You got to have a smart roster. Right. It's a little, a little <laughs> you got to build for this. Physicality is a little different. I, I'm with you 100% too because when I look at it's like week nine or 10 and you're trying to figure out teams because there's bye weeks all over the place. And then you've got, like, I'm looking at this, Arizona and Detroit had a tie earlier in the uh, year. And it just jacks up the visual. I, I like the idea, standards. but you got to finish, you got to finish the, 
you know, we say finish the suit around here. You got to finish the divorce. And that's what the, yeah. you got to come up with a new overtime, which maybe it's somewhat like college. Maybe after 10 minutes, there's a tie. You have a kicking competition. I don't care. What get, about defensive, like, ta- defensive yeah. tackles have a kicking just, competition? Either way, you can't have them just playing forever. I understand that part of it. The only saving grace is when Rosie is doing his playoff like uh, permutations. Uh, I feel like. Oh, I'm Rosie in this. Yes. 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 Who else would be Rosie? No one, but just for the list. Oh, okay. Uh, Rosie Perez. When you're doing your playoff scenarios, Rosie I feel Greer. like the ties actually make it more interesting. So that's the only that's the only time I actually I've, like it. I've spoke on this on this podcast many times. I hate the way the standings look when there's a tie. Right. It's eight, seven, and one hokum. I hate all that garbage. Uh, but I will point out that since 2012, there have been eight ties total. So we get like eight one a many. year. Eight too many. It's not one a year. Uh, sometimes none. Maybe there's two one year on a really uh, freaky occurrence. In 2016, we had two. In 2018, we had two. Last year, we had one. You see it as a novelty. It's 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 not the end of the world. I mean, I wouldn't have people playing until they dropped out of exhaustion like Colleen's laying It's out. Survivor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, let me throw this out here. Hey, David Johnson and the Cardinals. No when... To say when. Mm. What, no one to say what was once a beautiful... You see Marriage Story? It got shut out at the Oscars. But, not uh, nice Should not have. Nice job. Lord Dern got the award. Oh, Dern. Dern, Dern by the Dern way. Dern we were talking Dern in this podcast three years ago. Years ago. We, we essentially invented the Dern. I think it, I la- it launched as we spoke about it. I mean, she, what she's done. She there. got the Best Supporting Actress Award, well-earned. But the, the film, which chronicles the end of a marriage uh, between... Uh, what's his name? Adam Driver. Adam yeah. Driver Scar and Johansson. That marriage started beautifully, and there's sparks and electricity, and it seemed they were perfect for each other. That's David Johnson and the Cardinals. And then all of a sudden, as time went on, it it became apparent that this was not a long-term thing. I feel like David Johnson is one of the best buy-low candidates out there right now if he hits the trade market. And I know his salary isn't buy-low, but... Uh, it could be if you could work out something with the Cardinals about how the money gets distributed. Uh, but what we do know is that Johnson and Arizona are on the outs. Kenyon Drake arrived there in a trade last October and imme- immediately kind of made his presence felt. And I know he's a free agent and there's things to work out there, but you would think that the Cardinals, if they really do like Drake, will get that deal done. And I just imagine that uh, there's a team out there that looks at David Johnson, how he came into the league, the fact that in 2018, the injury that cost him the year was a wrist injury, not a lower body injury. And then last year he was banged up, uh, but it felt like he kind of got pushed to the sidelines borderline unfairly and moved out of that offense. If there, Maybe, again, there's more to it than, than people on the outside know. But if I'm a team looking for a running back and maybe someone that can make an impact and be a comeback of the player, comeback player of the year type, David Johnson, fresh start. But let's end that marriage because it's no longer working. I'm with you. I mean, it makes sense. But the the financials, as you mentioned, are rough because if you want to cut them and you can't find a trade candidate, which is very possible, because I think teams would think the Cardinals want to dump him at some point. You know, you're not going to you're not going to sell high in a trade. It's a 16 million dollar cap hit. And. It self from a self scouting angle, it's interesting to me that Cliff Kingsbury went and traded for Drake to begin with. 
When it, you had David Johnson. Well, there's that see, there's that macho NFL stuff though, again, that I sometimes think about like Cliff Kingsbury liked Kenyon Drake and he worked with the front office and they brought, that's my guy. Kenyon Drake's my guy. And David Johnson was somebody else's guy. So he's not going to be my guy. So get him out of here because I want to build a team around how I want to build that, my There's team. also, like he hasn't angle. crossed four yards per carry since 2016. So right. he just yeah. hasn't been the same player. I mean, yeah, the, the ego thing is one thing. He's had, you know, 300 plus carries since he's been back. He, he's, not, he's not helping them. He's like, he hasn't looked good. Tape, tape don't lie. I mean, he had the whole season before, uh, you know, with Steve Wilkes, and that was a tough offense. But Johnson oh, didn't on. look good. Oh, come on. You had you touched that the ball three. That was historically bad offense. But you touched the ball 300 times, and you didn't make any big plays. I mean, I anyone watching him the last two years does not think he's an asset. He was behind Chase Edmonds uh, and Kenyon Drake, and it's a tough situation. I don't blame them for that contract. He was so good. Uh, before it, I, you would have never guessed, and maybe he can turn it around, and maybe Bruce Arians is the guy to do it. But it's Jason Light. It Bruce might Arians be the did. single worst contract in the NFL. I mean, he's due twelve million dollars this year, and it's guaranteed. And he was like the number four running back on his own team. And and yes, they they could have given him more looks, but he looked bad. I mean, I just want to see. He him. didn't look good. He was not healthy. And but he was, was healthy the at reason. the beginning of the year, and he played the whole year before, and he didn't look good. So I, I don't know what it was. I, I mean, maybe he's shot, and that certainly happens sometimes. But he's uh, he's going to be very young, age twenty eight season. He's still got. He should have some gas in the tank. I would just be, he would be a guy you take a look. Now that again, not at his current salary, but maybe if he could work out a deal where Arizona eats some of the money to get him off the books. Then. Well, and that's if you trade him, that does happen. So it would be. I less, could. I could. Or that. he's done. The and Cardinals that's certainly. Possible. The Cardinals would be happy to pay all of his money because they're going to pay it anyways. It's kind of a sunk cost. They've already paid If it. anyone already would even guaranteed. give up a, a sixth-round pick for a seventh-round pick move, they would happily pay almost all of his salary because they're going to cut him anyways. There's no way. I can't imagine there's any way they would his they contract, would bring back. There was a, I, read, I read on this. There was a provision in his contract that was somewhat unusual. It's already fully guaranteed. So it's not even like one of those things like after third day after the league year. It's $10.2 million. So he's, he could end up there again as a backup just because the way the I contract think they would rather out. just cut him and pay him to go away than bring him back. It just feels like he fell completely out of favor. So like maybe even a spot like um, Atlanta where they're they're talking about you know not bringing or getting rid of uh, Devonta Freeman. I mean maybe he was so fun to watch. It's kind know. of mystifying. It is really mystifying. that's part of the reason I bring it up too. Is like yeah. is that is that just what it is? I remember uh, he drafted him first in their fantasy league I that mean, year was, too. What's well, people drafted him Ooh. top five in their fantasy league last year. It's got to be the steepest running back free fall in the past decade Todd Gurley no I would say uh, Gurley's not entirely there yeah. yet I mean I want to see one Bell, more but but maybe? but you would talk about worst running back contract Gurley is contending with the David Johnson one. I got one I got one coming up for you guys Ooh. okay Greg you're up I'm gonna make um I'm gonna make Stefan Diggs happy oh well at least I think it's gonna make him happy you, you can never really tell with Stefan Diggs which is one of the you know the reasons I enjoy him as a presence uh, in the NFL, is his tweets are mystifying. And you always think it's like about the Vikings when he's making it. Yesterday, he tweeted, everything that was done in the dark is about to come to life. Oh, no, he did not. <laughs> uh, a, few, a few days ago. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Dude. I mean, there's a lot of this. Uh, there was, a few days ago, there was business is business with his hands up in the air. 
Um, he re- you retweet, you don't get what you deserve, you get what you negotiate. It's just, he's always sending, and this oh, is, you know, this uh, is showing how old I am, and it's like, yeah, this is a thing you do. He's sending out the messages. It's fun. It's but cl- not the vibes. And and even Mike Zimmer's gotten involved. He sent little shots about Stefan Diggs over the years, going back three, four years, like little little things where he's not with the program. These two, they just seem like they need a divorce. It's a bad idea, I think, from the Viking side because he's so talented. I w- you should try to make it work, but it just feels like you can get a lot for Stefan Diggs. It feels uh, well, when we did. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, I do Thursday night football. Oh yeah. yeah. But when, he, when the Vikings... I'll take fame over anything. <laughs> Shut up. I would rather be rich. <laughs> um, if the uh, When the Vikings beat the Redskins last year, we had Kirk Cousins and Diggs on the set together. Right. And I will never forget how weird it was. Like, their energy together mm. was so like cold and icy even not boys you guys were trying won. to be like hey this we is like, turned back around you guys had a great game and they were just kind of like yeah uh-huh it, it was so but it was just like awkward as hell does kirk cousins get any of the blame for that awkward relationship or is it all on yeah tape? no for sure but i don't i don't know where it stems from i don't know what the deal is he signed a five-year 72 million dollar extension July 31st, 2018. So he's under contract through 2023. Nice contract if you were trading for him. Uh, I I would say, yeah, he's a. I think he's a great number two guy, like a great second banana, which makes me think he's in a really good spot where he is and a grass is always greener thing. But he also is the type of guy I think that could potentially fit in with any number of offenses if he got set up at the right spot and continue to produce. Mm. He's not happy. He's not happy. I think I would take yeah. him over Thielen if I had to choose. To me, he's a top 20 receiver. I'm with you. He's not like A.J. Green in his prime or Calvin Johnson. He's going to take I over I think in his game. eyes he but is. man, is he talented and like an unbelievable route runner and just, you know, like I think you're right. He could fit on any any team. I'd love Go him. get him, Patriots. Uh, Mark, one more time around. It's tough, Mark. So now you got like a bunch of paper. You could you could do a speed round. You want to you want to go to speedy? You can go speedy. This I will I will speed two and then give you a third. So you'll speed three, or it'll be two I'll speedies speed, and then I'll a long speed speed two. Some fun ones on there. Okay, let's go. Number one, I think that the Detroit Lions and the number three pick should be divorced because <laughs> because the Stafford trade's not happening. This is one way to build your team. And they've not been able to, just like the Bucks, form an identity other than blandness for so long. It's your chance to. They, they've to given do that. this relationship a long, a long uh, run. <laughs> yes. Let's stop well, it. that's right. that's what a quick one. Uh, Patriots and James Devlin. Give me a break. Um, Falcons <laughs> and Matt Schaub. Yawn. Uh, let's see. How about this? Chargers. Wait, Matt Schaub is still in the Falcons. Yes. I'll he leave is? him there. He I, seems like a nice guy. It's not cute to me anymore. Now, here's this is the one that I feel passionate about is the NFL, and this was removed from a written copy I wrote today because it was Ooh, too hot, apparently. Too dangerous. Although it's spoken about on our, our network endlessly. NFL and the NFL's interest in any concept of a 17-week season. Mm. If we don't like the like ties getting in there and jacking up the standings. You took that out of your copy? That's yes, the headline. Ridiculous. Yikes. And like, I, don't want to, I don't want some like records here. Eight and eight, is, I love eight and eight because it tells me you are mediocre and your record is mediocre and you can walk into any bar room in the country and no, no one can argue the fact that you're mediocre. Suddenly you're eight and nine or nine oh, and no. eight and there is no, I cannot come up with one good reason 
for a 17-week season where they're talking about giving star players a second bye week so we can sort of start slowly morph into the NBA regular season, which is utterly meaningless. They're not going to do that. The stars thing, I think they got rid of. I, they, I just don't see any re- – I don't, I don't need an extra week of football. A, teams would give, be given a second bye week. So just from like a nuts and bolts our lives perspective, and frankly, that's, that's all we can do. A second bye week. Uh, that, the, the week would be, it would be game, two though. weeks longer. The season would be two weeks longer because it would be one more game and one more bye week. Damn, Whenever this we, would not be a good thing for you. I don't think. I mean, what for a, me either, because I'm, you know, math is not my oh, strong yeah, yeah, yeah. suit. No, it's, oh, but, yeah. it jacks it all up. I mean, well, I, like, be more Thursday I like an night even football. number. It'd be more Thursday night football. Hey, I like where you're going with this. Fame! <laughs> Give me the money! What else, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I've got a lot, but you guys don't want to take any of your. No, go, go ahead again. Jaguars and Leonard Fournette, tedious, been tedious Ooh, for Ooh, that's years. a good one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Redskins and Trent Williams. He's got. He's under lock and key for one more year. Trade him now and get something because he's not going to stick around a year after this. I don't care if Ron Rivera is there or not. Nice. I'm done. That was good. That was, that was good. That was a nice one at the end there. His little casterly came out there. Yeah, I got out of that marriage. See, <laughs> the most important person in your organization is your quarterback, and the second most important person in your organization is your backup quarterback. Hey, don't forget about that left tackle. He's protecting your quarterback. Oh, see, I don't have a casterly. So. Do you have another uh, divorce? I do. Okay. Okay. So here's the issue. If your significant other is draining your bank account and is never there for you. Ooh, don't project. Comments. It's time to serve them <laughs> the papers. John Listen, goes out. <laughs> it's, it's time to say goodbye to the highest paid running back in San Francisco, Jarek McKinnon. Ow. Oh, I mean, they're Damn. just picking the guy while he's down. Do we know. need to really... Guy's being operated on as we speak, probably. <laughs> it's know. financial. It's, it, it's, it is sad. You know. I mean, I feel like he's basically been getting alimony because he's just been getting paid. And he's It hasn't worked it. out for the yeah, but when, more than Niners. When Belichick cuts him, it's like, oh, Belichick's cutthroat. He understands how to build a roster now like the Niners do, and it's like, oh, poor Jarek McKinnon. I, it's, yeah. Listen, they just have a lot of running backs that Mark, they are trying to support right now. Mark Celebrating, like, celebrating uh, a man who tore his ACL and then tore his Achilles in back-to-back. I'm years. not celebrating. It's just that it's like if another team, it's like, oh, the Patriots, they're just ahead of the curve. Um, Anyways. I would like to... I feel like else? that one got brushed off. So uh, Redskins and Josh Norman, that feels like it's... Yeah, maybe a, the Vikings... Have, okay, how about this one? Vikings and Xavier Rhodes. Yeah. Okay. All right, forget I think it. No, I, no, I think that just makes sense. That, these those are, are all yeah, happening. Yeah. happening. I think yeah. those are all happening. I wrote, uh, I wrote a piece this week. Uh, guys who could get cut. I'm interested in the Vikings in general. Whether they might blow up that whole thing because Rhodes is one, but then there's Linval Joseph. Mm-hmm. There's uh, talk that Everson Griffin would get cut, which would really? be shocking to me because he played amazing last year. There's another couple guys who have big numbers, and they've had all those guys forever. And it fe- and they they're one of the only teams that has real cap issues and just like do they, are they ready to just blow it up because they've been doing it the same it's way like it's synced time. up pretty well for me you three-year deal for Kirk Cousins you get three years of this to figure out Mike Zimmer and if they don't next year mm. blow up the whole damn thing interesting because I, I am curious if they'll try to sign Cousins to a new contract like in the summer yeah. I'd hold on that yeah, and they might. They yeah. might. I'm curious to see because this would be when you would do it. You would not wait till yeah. till Feels he got over eager to, to get free agency next year. If you really believed in him, it's just going to be a whole thing again. Get ready for Kirk. Talk. It's never going to. It's end. happening. Uh, I'm going to do a little twist on this. I want uh, a couple to stay together for the kids. Oh, the kids being us, the football oh. audience. Jim Nance and Tony Romo. 
Oh, that's I love it. I'm with you. Stay together. There's a movie <clasps> that my parents, Deb and Keith, love. The they, Notebook? They, mm, I don't think they love that one. doesn't feel like a Keith movie to me. No. Notebook. I don't like it, Danny. I don't understand. He, sh- he should have gotten with her sooner. Um, no, there's a- <laughs> Michael there's, Clayton? There's a movie that came out in 2000 starring Nick Cage and Taya Leone called The Family Man. Does anybody know that one? Yes. Okay. Keith and Deb love this movie. They watch it every year during the holidays. And the, the hook of the movie is is that Cage and Leone are college sweethearts. And then movie opens with Cage having a decision to make. Is he going to stay in New York with Kate, Te- uh, Taya, and live happily ever after? Or take this 12-month internship at Barclays in London? Internship? Yeah. It's a 12-month post. Unpaid internship. Yes, to get his foot wow. in the door and really launch his finance career. He gets on the plane. Cut to 12 years later. He's a hugely successful um, investment dude. Uh, he's a bachelor living in Manhattan. And Leone, she's settled down with somebody else. And then it becomes one of those things where a a angel comes in the form of... Um, who's that actor? <laughs> he's the guy that... Merlin uh, Olsen? No, he's the guy from Ocean's Eleven, the bomb expert... Uh, African-American gentleman. Great Don actor. Freeman? Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Ah. Thank you. Don Cheadle is an angel. And he says, what if you lived your life differently? And then he wakes up and he's living the suburban dad life with Leonie. And then he, he learns to love that life. The anyway, nice movie. Yeah. Nice job. Nice job by Nicky Cage in a big spot with that type of movie after all the action pictures. Anyway, <laughs> if if Romo took the money and went to ESPN, this has been reported out there, that would be him getting on the plane and going to taking the Barclays thing. And he might end up being richer than he could ever imagine. And, and I'm sure ESPN will bend over backwards to find roles for him to, to make their money. Uh, but Jim Nance is Taylor Leone in the situation. Mm. And will either of them be happier in the long term? I don't think so. I think you stay where your heart is, and that's the best buddies. Uh, work in CBS, work in the biggest AFC games for the next 15, 20 years, and and ignore the siren call of more money because that's what your agent tells you you need to do, and that's what this is about. And just follow the money. Stay with CBS. They're going to pay you very well as, uh, as well, and then just do it. I mean, they're Choose already, that life. They're already getting paid well, so at that point, why don't you just stay with the person that's going to make you happy? Mm. There you go. I thought you were going to say get Nicolas Cage back together with uh, Lisa Marie Presley. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, I think that's Patricia, Ar- Patricia Arquette. That was one. I think that ship sailed as well. Anyway, wouldn't that be a bummer though? We we speculated about it, but if if he, Romo really left and he was doing Monday night games, uh, it would bother me. I unless uh, unless like you know someone wanted to wrest both of them away from CBS and keep them no. as a duo. But what I like about Nance the... Nance is the Masters uh, guy. No, I know. He's a big I part of it together. It's like you're not messing with the, the beard yeah. and, the, and the, uh, the beak. I don't want you're that to Fouts move away. You're keeping Fouts and Eagle together. You've got to keep those two together. Keep them together. Close it out, Greg. Oh, wow. That's a lot of pressure. I mean, we were asked to prepare two, so... I... Um, <laughs> no, I know. I've got a, I got a few different options. We've talked so much quarterbacks. How about the Los Angeles Rams... Don't spend a season trying to explain why the Todd Gurley contract actually made so much sense, and that why. Speaking of taking the L, yeah, like why? Um, oh, we're not using him that much, or this or that, or oh, he's actually just as good as he was right. before. Just you 
can't see it clearly. Uh, even though he's got half the production as before, he's, he's really helping us out. And just like they're always on the defensive. The whole Todd Gurley thing just feels like it's a lot of high maintenance, a lot of drama. They're meeting with him before free agency, which sounds ominous if, uh, if I was Todd Gurley and wanted to stay with the Rams. I just feel like, just take this L. It was a, it was a bad idea, I guess, to do this, uh, to do this contract. And I, I don't think you could get much for him in a trade, but I do think you get something. I don't think he's at the point with David Johnson where you just, the contract is problematic and you'd have to give up money for it, but it just feels like, let's move forward. I think their running game could be pretty dynamic and there's just a lot of baggage with Todd Gurley that I think would be fine to move on. I find it curious, the idea of another front office saying, we now want to spin that PR message for the next two or three years, so we'll we'll trade for him. Hopefully, in another place, he would just be like another player. He has this thing here where it was like, Todd Gurley is our MVP candidate, and he's the identity of the Rams, and we're giving him this contract. They got sucked into the whole story around it. And yeah, he's guaranteed $13 million. So like Stafford, it doesn't really make any financial sense. You would have to be willing to take on that much, a lot of that money, just to get rid of him, but I think sometimes a fresh start, you know, you know, people say in divorces, you know, it costs that much money because it's worth effects, it. Though, because it's worth it. Because you're happier on the other side. I feel like what would happen to Jared Goff in this situation? I mean, what would happen to him? I was going to say that honestly? when we have this conversation next year, somebody might bring up Jared Goff as the next Ooh. guy that's got to go. Yeah. I think that's very possible. We'll very possible. We'll see. I think that's different. They'd be fine without Todd Gurley. Can I just throw out one more? I think the Steelers and Big Ben should stay together. But I don't think it'd be a terrible idea for the Pittsburgh to go and get a Gumar. <laughs> should I get a you know somebody on the side of side? Which they, they've tried to do, and they keep getting the wrong Gumar. Or or how about um you bring like you know you've got your a Saturday night girl. You got your Friday nights are with the wow. wives. Saturday nights is with the girlfriends. Not me, but yeah, I would say you're not advocating that as a no. personal approach to the Saturday Night Carol Steelers. Well, plus, like you, you have uh, this one estranged uncle, Le'Veon Bell, with the Jets that <laughs> isn't really working there. Bring him back into the fold. You have this other wacky cousin who's down there in Florida, making a lot of news, writing Instagram posts about how he's sorry to Big Ben. Bring Antonio Brown back. Like, bring the whole gang wow. back together. A dysfunctional family, family reunion. reunion. Uh, I just want to point out one last like nugget about that. He's going to be 38 next month. We just saw, you know, Eli was going into the tank and then it, he bottomed out this year. Philip Rivers obviously went into decline. It is a bit of a big assumption to now believe that Big Ben, maybe not the biggest fitness nut in general to start with, <laughs> coming off a whole missed year with a pretty horrific elbow injury in his age 38 season, oh, he'll be fine. There's a chance he's going to stink. And then what do the Steelers do? That's why you go get a Saturday night guy. Well, so they like they tried. They've Ooh, drafted guys in the first four rounds over and over. And if Mason Rudolph didn't emerge as a bottom like 4% quarterback in the league, maybe they wouldn't spin this mm. these words with Big Ben. I'm saying I'd take Andy Dalton to the Copa. Oh, That's really? what set the table up right in front of Frankie Valley. Andy Dalton does not sound like a fun Saturday Night Girl. <laughs> wait, is, I, wait, is Saturday Night Girl is a thing? That's I've like never, a, I've never, for I've us. never heard of thing? such a thing. Uh, Why well, no? Not for I'm talking you. Greg's like, uh, I've not heard of such no, a I've, thing. I've never heard of the phrase. <laughs> Infidelity? Well, I've never. Like I would guess the majority of our offense. I, I mean, our audience. I've never heard the phrase. I've never heard the phrase or the. That is a direct lift from Goodfellas. Okay. The, oh. That they all the guys, all the wise guys. Fridays with the wives, Saturdays with their girls. Mm. Now I understand yeah. stuff. Better have a lot of money coming in. 
I like. I uh, think those guys did. That's true. They were very uh, cash fluid. Colleen Multiple likes streams. coming on this show because. You know, if you if you're on NFL Network, you can't even throw in just little lines like Ben. You know, maybe not one of the big fitness guys in the league. You can't even say that on NFL Network. I'll get crushed. But here, that's like Titans fans will that's somehow not even figure out the a way top to come ten most me. objectionable things we've said. Maybe, maybe uh, Big Ben is Rocky in the shack in Russia right now. Nobody knows, and he's going to come back uh, in August looking unbelievable. But yeah. That would be such. What's a great more likely? Well, That's everybody one of, comes yeah. back looking unbelievable in August. So. He de- he definitely seemed like he does not though. Actually, yeah, That's he, true. <laughs> he knew he knew That's he was. What I mean. He Him, knew he was Ezekiel out for Elliot. the year, and he was like, he was like, uh, in, I'm out like, for the year. He's like, this is a unique time in my career. I'm gonna uh, embrace this. I have a giant starter parka that I could hide underneath, and a big old beard. Oh, that sounds great. Let's fly. It does. It does. I think reporters need loose. the occasional IR season but leave it at that sounds like my off season connie you've done it again (laughs) there's that that brassy voice again 1920s flapper (laughs) came out there yep you've done it all you've said it all thanks i try what's next in the uh off season of connie i'm gonna go see a movie i think i've been watching more movies and uh what are you gonna see plugging in on news that's happening other than football it's great what am i gonna well-rounded human i don't know i haven't seen little women Oh, Maybe it's that's great. it. Really? So good. I watched Parasite last night. She so was robbed. Checked. That what a was what good? A wild, wild movie. Good move. I All wasn't right. prepared for w- what the movie was. Subtitles, you didn't have an issue with that? No, that was fine. I mean, good. it it was a lot. There were a lot of twists and turns, and I didn't necessarily like the way I felt after the movie, but I could I can't stop thinking about it still okay. today. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's jo- crazy. Joker, which caught a lot of heat. That had that effect on me. I was a little bit upset by Joker. Like unsettled. After I walked out of the uh-huh. theater, yeah. I'm with you, but it was... And then it was painted as something movie. else. Uh, I never saw yeah. it. I would say Parasite in the theater was as like impactful uh, an experience as, as one I've had in a movie theater in years. In oh, wow. Yeah, you walked out I'll like... Field yeah, but you you skipped Hustlers, which I saw, which was... That's true. Like, that left me That's shaking. That's true. I texted Mark when I was watching Hustlers on the on the flight back Thank one you. week. Just how much I loved it. Would you, you thought it was a good film? I I thought it. Was, I've heard great things. Great plane. I was watch. a little worried though on the plane. You know, not a little, me. Yeah, a little it's, loose. It's a challenging plane movie. <laughs> I don't know what they included or what they decided not to include. It wouldn't. Yeah, you've got people two rows back looking at. That's what, what I'm you know, saying. What Greg Rosenthal's watching there was like on a, television. I, I wasn't worried about that so much as like the seven year old kid like two seats. Next you always week. have children on your mind in a good way. You care about children. I think You're that's always one of your, about one of your qualities. <laughs> and I'll throw it out since I brought it up earlier. The Family Man, 2000, Nick Cage, Tay Leone. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Yeah, some respect here. Put some respect on Don. Maybe don't watch it now. Do do the Keith and Deb move. Wait till the holidays. Okay. You curl up with the man and the dogs mm-hmm. and a little eggnog. That's great. Check out the family. Put that on the calendar for next year. I mean, that was right. Tia Leone's final film, as far as I'm concerned. That was right. anything since. Ouch. Ooh. Damn. He's asking. I don't Leone know. takedown in a big spot. He was. I feel like she vanished. Nick Cage was having some big hits. I mean, some. Uh, he was on, in a good run there. Had adaptation around there. Yes. Matchstick Men was a little underrated. Bringing Out the Dead was good. I mean, he, Gone in 60 Seconds. He was doing like three a year I right didn't around. See gone in 60 of those Seconds was, was not terrible. Tay Leone had a pretty awful divorce with uh, the dude from... David Duchovny. Duchovny. Right. Oh. Which I think kind of sidetracked her. I forgot about that. All right. That was a divorce. Ah, see? 
I'm on her side. It was a fair question. I've not. I don't feel like she's you know dazzling Hollywood. At this Speaking point. of infidelity, that Duchovny was a cad. <laughs> He had a Saturday Night Lady. What was it? He had many ladies uh, every day of the week. All right. So we'll be back on Tuesday. It's President's Day. Uh, and I know that um, Wes is away for the weekend. I'm going up to the mountain that you were just at. Yeah. Mark, you're getting loose. I know. Greg's going nuts. More on a solo tip. Party no. in Santa Monica. Yeah, we got a big date Saturday night. But no, I wouldn't say getting too crazy. So we'll be back Tuesday. I'm Greg sure. pointing out that he doesn't have a Saturday. We, you know, he's going out with his wife uh, on Saturday night. Uh, so <laughs> hey, yeah, I never heard of the term. I'm a one woman man. <laughs> the uh, vows. They. Mean I'm trying. I'm looking out for the the listeners. We. If, oh, the listener. If Colleen and I don't know what a Saturday uh, girl what? is, who does? But Dan, I'd like to know how you know so much about this. Greg, looking out for the listener for the first time in <laughs> roughly seven years. Greg's on his burner right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, Ricky. I love you. I just want you to know that. Ricky, are we cool? Are we Are we good? Yeah, that's... that's how, are, how are we? Let's see if that divorce is happening. Yeah, no, we're we're all right. We're working through it. Yeah, I'm... I'm <laughs> I got a support group of an Im- improv class that you're not in, so... There is, I'm going to take the accelerated one and catch up. There's a saying, Colleen, called kidding on the square. When someone is joking around, but they actually they mean it. I think I'm just going to say this and the time's not great because now we're going to end the show and then you guys are going to be face to face. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I think maybe it might be a time to maybe do a, a show of friendship, like maybe a spa day mm. together. Oh. Something to show that you are you, you value Erica, that you love spending time with her because who wouldn't? And that will kind of clear the decks of any lingering animosity about some recent events that have occurred. Erica, we could go get a facial. Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> All right. Great. (laughs) This is Dan Hansa signing off for (laughs) Quiet Storm. Connie Fox. Oh, don't forget about this sweepstakes, the ATN podcast at Gmail. Till Tuesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap, fresh, green, Irish Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com 
or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.